Hello everyone, and welcome back to Battery Week at Volts. I am your host, David Roberts. We have talked about why lithium batteries are so important, and we went through a basic primer on how they work. Today, we're going to get into the competition within the broad lithium battery family among all the different kinds of batteries that use lithium and exchange charged lithium ions. There are a few clear leaders, lithium nickel manganese cobalt oxide, or NMC, lithium nickel cobalt aluminum, NCA, and lithium ferrophosphate, or LFP, that have achieved mass market scale, and several others looking to get in on the action. The market prize is likely to exceed a trillion dollars within the next decade, so if any of these competitors can even carve out a substantial niche, it could be worth billions. Let's look at the players. Headline 1. Better NMC and NCA. The bulk of lithium-ion battery research these days is going to improve the dominant batteries on the market, mainly by reducing the amount of cobalt, the most toxic and expensive ingredient. Most EV makers use NMC batteries. Tesla uses NCA. In the past, it's been difficult to push down the amount of cobalt in these batteries. It plays an important balancing role. But manufacturer LG recently introduced an NMC811 battery, 80% nickel, 10% manganese, 10% cobalt. GM will use them in its new line, including in the Hummer, and Tesla will put them in some of its Model 3s in China. Most big battery manufacturers, including Panasonic, which supplies many of Tesla's batteries, have vowed to gradually reduce and eventually eliminate cobalt. Nickel is the key to energy density. Tesla, Volkswagen, and others are working on special high nickel battery varieties that will be used for specialty vehicles that require extra high energy density, like larger SUVs and trucks. But not every vehicle needs that, and nickel supply constraints are looming, so work is also being done to further boost manganese, a much more stable, abundant material, and reduce cobalt. Headline 2. Silicon Anodes Many lithium-ion battery developers are experimenting with silicon as an anode coating, partially or completely replacing graphite. Tesla has been working to increase the proportion of silicon in its anode since at least 2015. Silicon holds up to nine times more lithium ions than graphite, so energy density improves, range expands by 20%, and a silicon battery can charge and discharge much more quickly than graphite batteries, so power density improves as well. But silicon expands when it absorbs ions, so it breaks down quickly. Cycle life is still much lower than batteries with graphite. If engineers can overcome that problem, and Tesla has vowed that it can, lithium-ion batteries could take a leap forward soon. Sila Nanotechnologies, in its brief on the future of lithium-ion batteries, considers silicon anodes the biggest potential near-term market-shifting breakthrough in the space, 
it summarizes, quote, there are no high-volume commercial lithium-ion batteries yet in which a silicon anode entirely replaces the graphite one. When it does arrive, the reward will have been worth the wait. We expect automotive cells with NCA or NCM cathodes paired with silicon-dominant anodes will increase energy density by up to 50% thereby dropping the dollar per kilowatt hour cost by 30 to 40 percent in less than a decade, end quote. That is a mind-boggling prize if any manufacturer can unlock it. Silicon anodes are technically cathode agnostic, meaning they can work with any cathode material, though most testing so far has used NMC cathodes. If engineers can crack the code and make silicon anodes with high cycle life, it could benefit any and all cathodes, including, for example, LFP. See below. Headline 3. Fluorides as cathodes. One thing I didn't mention about silicon as an anode, it doesn't operate via intercalation like most lithium-ion batteries. Instead of nestling into the anode, ions react with the silicon and bond with it, a process called conversion. That makes it more difficult to peel the ions off without damage, but it can hold way more ions. With anodes, which are currently the limiting factor on most batteries, improving, there's more room for cathode improvement. Sila Nanotechnologies is big on research into fluorides. It cites metal fluoride-based cathodes like iron fluoride or copper fluoride and sulfur-based cathodes, which also operate via conversion rather than intercalation and can also store more ions. It writes, quote, it's plausible that with a conversion cathode and an engineered low-swell silicon anode, the cycle life of lithium ion can be extended all the way to 10,000 full cycles, while also having the highest energy density in the market, thus breaking the power versus energy compromise." End quote. Sila believes it's only that combination a conversion-based anode and a conversion-based cathode that can bring lithium-ion batteries prices down to $50 a kilowatt hour by 2030 and $30 per kilowatt hour by 2040. If that happened, it would be absolutely wild and almost certainly crush all competitors. Headline 4. Lithium Ferrophosphate, or LFP. LFPs, which use a lithium-iron compound as cathode, were among the first lithium-ion batteries to commercialize. They are already standard in China, used in its ubiquitous scooters and small EVs. Quote, the big Chinese battery makers, BYD and CATL and Lysian, each one of those is larger by itself than any other battery company that's not in China, says Lu Shik director of investments at Clean Energy Ventures, and they have been making lithium iron phosphate cells for 10 years, end quote. 
A few years ago, it looked like LFPs were going to be displaced by NMCs and NCAs, but lately they've made a comeback and now have a decent case that they could take the lead in the EV and stationary storage markets. They have already captured almost half the Chinese EV market. LFPs use lithium ferrophosphate as the cathode, replacing nickel, manganese, and or aluminum. The advantages relative to nickel-based competitors. They are cheaper on a materials basis, though not yet on a dollar per kilowatt hour basis. They have a higher cycle life. Matt Roberts, previously executive director of the Energy Storage Association, now working at the battery company Simplify, says his company's LFP batteries are warranted for 10,000 cycles, compared to 2,500 to 5,000 for cobalt batteries. They have higher power density, they have much higher safety and lower toxicity, and they replace problematic and or rare metals with iron, which is safe and abundant. In exchange for these advantages, LFPs offer lower energy density. There are fewer spaces for ions to intercalate. However, because they are so safe, LFPs do not require the same protective packaging as NMCs and NCAs, so they can gain some of that efficiency back at the pack level. Tesla says that while LFPs have 50% of the energy density of their main competitors, an LFP-based vehicle can still get 75% of the range. Volkswagen announced last month that starting in 2023, it would be employing lithium iron phosphate or LFP in entry models, nickel manganese in volume models, and nickel-rich NCM in high-end models. Tesla said more or less the same thing at its Battery Day event in 2020. It plans to use LFPs for an upcoming cheap, i.e. under $25,000 vehicle, the Model 3, and for its commercial energy storage. Current LFPs are not going to feature in high-performance vehicles, but most vehicles aren't that. They are, quote, good enough, essentially, for any kind of commuter car, Schick says. I think you're going to see a whole bunch of economy cars that are LFP. LFPs will be used in taxis, rideshare vehicles, and fleet vehicles, along with scooters and rickshaws and motorcycles. It will be the cheap, reliable, everyday option. And if LFPs can make use of silicon anodes, they could potentially nudge up into the over 300 mile range category. Energy density is also less important in the energy storage market where price, capacity, and safety rule. LFPs high cycle life and low costs make them attractive in the grid storage market. As Julian Spector wrote in February at Greentech Media, quote, in 2015, LFP batteries only served 10% of the grid storage market, according to research from Woodmac. NMC dominated with more than 70% market share. But since then, NMC's market share has trended down while LFPs rose. Analysts predict LFP will become the leading chemistry for grid batteries by 2030, capturing 30% of an increasingly diversified market. As for distributed, behind-the-meter storage, 
In some markets, like California and New York City, Tesla home batteries, which still use NMC, are not allowed inside garages, thanks to the risk of thermal runaway, which can lead to fires. LFPs have passed an extensive regimen of safety tests and will be available everywhere. That gives them a tangible market advantage. Roberts is convinced the safety issue is going to rise in salience, thanks in part to the repeated recalls from manufacturers like LG Kim. The latest is going to cost Hyundai a cool $900 million. What's your levelized cost of energy? Roberts asks. You're out there quoting, I can do a $100 a kilowatt hour for a battery pack, but if in two years you have to do a billion dollar recall, when does that get factored into the levelized cost of energy? With sufficient manufacturing scale, the price of any battery approaches the price of its materials and LFP uses incredibly cheap materials. If it scales sufficiently, it could potentially get cheap enough to dominate the storage market, fighting off other lithium-ion batteries in the home storage market and other chemistries and form factors, which we will look at in the next post, in the bulk storage market. Quote, of all the lithium-ion chemistries, LFP may play the largest role in accelerating the world's transition to sustainable energy, end quote, says Jordan Geisige, who makes battery explanatory videos under the moniker The Limiting Factor. They are superb. I cannot recommend them highly enough. Headline 5. Lithium Manganese Oxide, or LMO, and lithium manganese nickel oxide, or LMNO. Manganese is abundant, safe, and stable at a wide variety of temperatures, though its energy density is lower than cobalt or nickel. Because LMOs don't contain cobalt and avoid the threat of thermal runaway, they are often used in medical equipment, as well as power tools, electric bikes, and EVs. The original Nissan LEAF was a lithium manganese oxide cathode, says Dan Steingart, a materials scientist and co-director of Columbia University's Electrochemical Energy Center. And the Nissan LEAF has never had a battery that initiated a fire, end quote. The LEAF also didn't go very far on a charge, though. LMO may have trouble escaping its niche. LMNO sometimes called high-voltage spinel batteries, try to retain some of the energy density of nickel while replacing cobalt. According to a 2020 study in the Journal of Power Sources, in the search for, quote, novel cathode materials with high energy density, low cost, and improved safety, LMNO is one of the most promising candidates yet to be commercialized. LMNO batteries will need to boost they're still struggling cycle life before they can compete with more established chemistries. The next three batteries use lithium or lithium compounds as the anode rather than the cathode. Headline 6, Lithium Sulfur. Lithium sulfur burst onto the scene to some excitement in the late 2000s, demonstrating that a cell with lithium as the anode and sulfur as the cathode two elements with extremely low atomic weight could double the specific energy of conventional lithium-ion batteries. 
Plus, sulfur is incredibly cheap. One problem is that sulfur has very low conductivity, so something, usually carbon, has to be added to pull in the ions. More importantly, lithium sulfur batteries degrade quite quickly and have low cycle life. To date, they remain commercially unavailable. Headline 7. Lithium Metal Anodes Simple solid lithium metal makes for a great anode in that it is highly prone to releasing electrons and ions. Use of lithium metal as an anode actually dates back to the 1970s, preceding lithium ion battery development. In a lithium metal battery, charged lithium ions plate on or attach themselves directly to the metal anode rather than intercalating within it. The problem is that lithium is highly reactive, and ions tend to form dendrites, or tree-like formations, that reduce energy density and cycle life and increase the chances of a short or fire. It was problems with lithium's reactivity that originally led to the addition of graphite to the anode so the ions could intercalate rather than plating. That was the birth of lithium-ion batteries. But researchers and developers have recently returned to lithium metal, figuring out new ways to prevent dendrite formation. Losing the graphite on the anode drops weight and up to doubles energy density. To date, lithium metal has typically been paired with a standard NMC cathode. U.S. startup Label is building a gigafactory to produce just such batteries, expected to open in 2023. It is aiming first at markets where energy density is prized, like shipping and aviation. Technically, though, lithium metal as an anode is cathode agnostic. It could potentially work to enable rechargeability and better performance from cheaper cathode materials like zinc, aluminum, and sulfur. Based on pure materials costs, quote, the true least cost system for a lithium-based rechargeable battery is lithium metal and a sulfur cathode, says Purdue University's Rebecca Seitz. Much of the R&D action, though, is around electrolytes. Lithium metal batteries with liquid electrolytes are around and are still being researched, but it's the solid electrolytes generating the most excitement. Headline 8. Solid Electrolytes, or Solid State. The liquid electrolytes used in most lithium-ion batteries limit the kinds of electrodes that can be used and the shape of the battery cell. Plus, they are often flammable, a safety hazard. Tons of research is underway on solid electrolytes that enable much higher energy density and can't catch fire. Many researchers expect solid-state batteries to set off a whole new round of innovation. RMI writes, quote, several solid-state companies are targeting 2024 to 2025 for initial EV commercial lines, but demonstrations would likely happen before then, end quote. Companies with lithium metal solid-state batteries, like Solid Power and QuantumScape, have received huge investments from automakers and investors like Bill Gates. Nonetheless, for all the hype, there is a considerable strain of skepticism about solid-state. 
The EV company Fisker, after years of big promises, abandoned solid state entirely earlier this year. Quote, it's the kind of technology where when you feel like you're 90% there, you're almost there, founder Henrik Fisker told The Verge, until you realize the last 10% is much more difficult than the first 90, end quote. Quote, the cost and safety of current lithium-ion tech is improving so rapidly that a technology that's 10 years away, in Fisker's estimation, is just not worthy of pursuit, says Roberts. At the end of the day, energy density is just not critical in a lot of applications. Schick is blunt. Quote, none of the solid-state lithium batteries are on track to do anything that anybody cares about. End quote. Quote, while there are technical reasons why this technology appears to be the holy grail of batteries, writes Silent Nanotechnologies, the reality is that even if the technology works, and that is a big if after 40 years of development, it is unlikely to find more than niche opportunities in the market. Let's call this one an important maybe. Headline, what are we on now, 10? Headline 10. Lithium Titanium Oxide, or LTO. LTO batteries have lithium titanate nanocrystals coating the anode, which increases surface area and allows for many more electrons to be released much faster than graphite. Consequently, they have incredibly high power density. They can release energy quickly and can recharge faster than any other lithium-ion battery. They also have high cycle life and high recharging efficiency. They are lower voltage than conventional lithium-ion batteries and thus have lower energy density, but because of this, they are also extremely safe to operate. The performance characteristics are amazing, says Roberts, but it's just crazy expensive. For now, LTOs are used in some EVs and smaller applications like e-bikes. If they come down in price, they could find other niches where power density is important, like industrial machinery. Headline 11. Lithium Air. Out toward the research frontier is Lithium Air, which uses lithium metal as the anode, a variety of materials as the electrolyte, that's where the research is most intensive. And as the cathode, air. Yes, air. Lithium exchanges electrons and ions with the air through the electrolyte. Wacky. Because it jettisons the entire weight of the cathode, air is, after all, quite light, lithium air has incredibly high specific energy, i.e. energy per unit of weight. Theoretically, as high as the specific energy of gasoline. In practice, only a fraction of that potential has been demonstrated, but even that fraction is about five times the specific energy of conventional lithium-ion batteries. All sorts of improvements in electrolytes, cycle life, and scalability will be needed before lithium air will become practical, but in terms of 2030 dark horses, this is one to watch. So, that's a review of the lithium-based battery chemistries jockeying for position in a trillion-plus-dollar market. In my next post, I'll look at a few non-lithium-based chemistries that are hoping to capture some of those niches. Zinc and flow and liquid metal. Oh my. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time.